Hello everyone, welcome back to A Plot of Confusion. I am your host, Derek, with my beautiful co-host today and guest, Nikki, my hey. wife. How are y'all? Uh, doing pretty good. How are you doing? Yeah, it could be better. Could be better. Yeah. The weather changing, yeah. everything. It's a lot of changes going on in the world today. Um, one of those changes, kind of the topic we're going to be talking about today, is the this thing that we've been seeing popping up everywhere about the uh, the Messiah of the Jews. Yeah, that's very very interesting. It, it has and now. The more information that comes out, the more that I feel like they're getting closer and closer to making an announcement. Yes, I with with uh, the red heifers, which a lot of people, if you don't know what that is, the red heifer is uh, a cow that can only uh, have without blemish, that can only be um, sacrificed to purify the temple, uh, to get it ready for the daily sacrifices. Now, the red heifer has. Uh, well, the sacrifices have ended, and they ended shortly after uh, Jesus had died uh, and rose again on the cross. Now, we are both Christians, so we're going to be looking at this from a Christian point of view, but I would love to hear your thoughts. So let me tell you a little bit about the Red Heifer. It comes out of the book of Numbers in the book of the Bible. It says, um, And the Lord has commanded, Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer without defect. In which there is no blemish, and on which a yoke has never come. So you're going to have this red heifer. Now, interesting is that back in September of this year, uh, from the United States, um, there were there are some uh, farmers that were helping to try bring this red heifer back from extinction. And doing it through, you know, genetics, uh, genetics and, and doing it through... Not uh, that they had, like, DNA information or right. anything in particular, no. But through normal breeding, you can get rid of things that you don't want. You know, if you want to have a horse that has longer legs, and you only breed them with really long horse, you know, legs. Exactly. So you have more of a chance of the next horse being long-legged. Well, with a red heifer... They went through and they looked for cows that were mostly all red, uh-huh. and they just kept breeding them and breeding them until what came out was a perfectly red heifer. Several of them, actually, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is that we're well, wondering what the red heifer is to be for. Well, the red heifer uh, goes on in the book of Numbers. It says that the priest shall take some of his blood with his finger and sprinkle it. Some of it. That's my baby, uh, <laughs> Chomper. I mean, Cranger. How you doing down there, baby boy? You want to come up? He can also be a part of the co-host of this show, too. Um, says, and the blood with his finger sprinkles some of it, <laughs> the blood <laughs> towards the front of the tent. And so meeting, uh, I mean, seven times, the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Uh, its skin, its flesh, its blood, and dung shall be burned, and the priest shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet yarn and throw them into the fire, burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And then what this is is getting it prepared for the sacrifice. They believe that the red heifer is what is needed for the temple and the vesicles. Now, this has been going on for a while. A lot of people don't realize that 
Israel for a while now has been uh, creating the vessels mm-hmm. for sacrifice. Um, They're ready for a third temple. Yes, and they are adamant about wanting this third temple. And it's understand, it's understood, you know, because you're thinking, well, as a religious thing, you would be like, well, anyone is, should be able to have their, their own house of worship if they want Absolutely. it. Yes. But with this house of worship, as a Christian, there is a side to it that's much darker. And one in which I don't think even believers realize. Because you have a lot of people that will donate money and give money for them to burn, uh, build a third temple. And there are a lot of uh, Christians believe that they're helping out their Jewish neighbor. But you have to understand, they, the religious side of the Jews, do not like Jesus at all. And we're going to get into that in just a second. Now, who is this guy? It's not a lot. They can be really found about him, and he's not the first one. Now, his his title is, make sure I can say it right, and that's what my wife is also going to help me with it, um, Yanuk, Yanuka, yeah, Yanuka, which means uh, prodigy, which means uh, child, prodigy. child prodigy. And what they're referring to is that he can recite the Torah like backwards and forwards without reading you know without reading just from memory and he understand he's also remembered the oral Torah mm. on top of that now the last time someone was able to do this uh, was back in the uh, 1800s right at the turn of the century um, and he was able to let me see if I can find his name real quick. But he was able to, um, in 1869, you have Reba Israel of Stalone was born on the 10th um, of 1869 uh, to his father, the Holy Rabbi Ashur II of Stolon, the grandfather, and the Benj Harun said after his... Uh, when he was commenced to be this, uh, he lived in 1869 when he was born and he passed away in 1922. So they have had a prodigy and they say that it is within a generation, one of these can happen. Yes, that's what I read too, is that every generation, and that's usually about 70 to 100 years, has had one of these child prodigies. Yes. So, but the difference is, is with this one is that this one is now having signs and wonders and miracles and miracles happening within him. I mean, around him and people to come in contact with him. That right now you can find some video about these miracles on YouTube. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that this gentleman, is the Antichrist. And I'm not saying he's the false prophet. But what I am saying is something that my wife and I talked about. My wife had mentioned to me, she says, well, the Bible says there's going to be many Antichrists. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're, you're right. The spirit of the Antichrist is out there. Now, anyone that denies that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, that he is the Son of God, reincarnated as God on earth, 
for the sanctification and the re- uh, bringing us through grace to salvation mm-hmm. uh, and him being resurrected. Anyone that says that he didn't come in the flesh and anyone says that he was in the spirit, that they are of the synagogue, they are the, the antichrist spirit, the scripture says. Now, there's something I want to put point out before we get any further. Now, this is something that I've always has puzzled me for a long time. Um, ever since I became a believer in Jesus Christ uh, at the age of 16, really, when I got sick with cancer, uh, really started delving into religions and this, and then and finding uh, salvation through Jesus. But there's a thing that says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, also says this in chapter 2, both of them at the ninth verse says, Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Now, that's always puzzled me. Mm-hmm. Because I've always been like, well, wait a second. You mean you're going to have someone, essentially someone's pretending to be Jews and they're going to be able to be in the land of Israel and they're going to be with the synagogue of Satan now if you get on the wheels of conspiracy and the Rothschilds and all this stuff you start to recognize that this faction of people um, which came out of the east went up through Russia uh were barbarians, came down, uh, decided to become the following of the uh, Jewish faith, and then you had the events that took place in World War II, where you have the the killing of these innocent people. They Let's just be honest, they were innocent. They all were not evil, mm-hmm. but and a lot of them believe that they are traditional Jews. But I've always said, okay, well, what if there's a, a sheep? See, the, Jesus tells us that you're going to have a wolf in sheep's clothing. Be aware of the wolf in sheep's clothing. And I'm looking at Israel right now, and I go, well, are we seeing the wolf in sheep's clothing? Are we seeing that this is the synagogue of Satan? What, what do you think? I mean, really, truly, the only way to be certain is to follow like their genealogy trip. Yes. That would be it. Um, and you do a lot of that. You, I do. I am. I am a dabbler currently. She's um, more than that, but she's. But tell them a little bit what you're talking about, because you're doing genealogies for several families. Well, you can kind of follow. Um, it gets kind of rough if you're trying to go through Native American, or if you're like, or if somebody was adopted that ends up getting a little muddy. But. With the internet and the way it is now, and how much people are, are delving into this, you need lots of help doing it. So I would say it's getting to the point that you probably could go back and figure out these uh, these Jewish um, the Jewish ancestors. Kid. Well, speaking of that, my aunt, what was it that she found out that we were kin to the Bogans? Yeah, which were from Wales. Yeah. Um. So. How did, she, how did she find that out? You, you... She found it out the same way that I'm working right now. She um, she actually would go to the cemeteries and look information. She would actually go to, you know, the, the counties and the states to find this information. You can't necessarily get online. Somebody okay. you can. 
Now you can pay for it. Like there's a couple sites you can pay to do it, but I mean, uh, my aunt and me are of the same volition. It should be free. It should yep. be. So I found a site that I can do that. And if anybody's interested, it's called WikiTree, W-I-K-I Tree. And boy, are they helpful. They'll help you with people that they're not even related to. And I've got so much into it. I've even searched for people that I'm not related to, but we're trying to connect everybody to this big tree. Very true. And I like that too, but didn't she also do the DNA test? I don't remember. You might remember that. I believe she did. I believe she did the genealogy also through DNA. Yes, because that's how we found out what tribe the the Sioux Nation. That's that's how oh, we found out that okay. that was from my from the uh, uh, Cherokees and the Sioux and the Sioux Nation. That's how we found out that was from my Native American side of me, which I knew was meant Native American in the first place. It's something that's always been um, we've always been a part of, and it's been a part of our culture and part of our stuff, a part of our heritage. Um, but it was interesting to find out the TROPS and that they could figure out the TROPS through the DNA testing. Now, you had the 23andMe and you had all these DNA things being pushed a couple of years back. If anybody remembers, there's a big push mm-hmm. for you to get your DNA done through genealogy and all this other stuff. Well, during that time, this young man was a child. Yep. And I believe it was in 2009 that you had this child that came on the scene that was very much knew the Torah. And from that, he has now grown up and is now 32, getting ready to be turning 33, which is an important... very significant number. Very significant number. And you have the red heifers. I don't, I don't believe in coincidences at all. I believe there's always some truth to every event Mm -hmm. you just have to hunt for it and recognize not to be deceived now we are going to get into the fact that he is an antichrist and why i say that i don't say that lightly we're not saying saying that he is the antichrist exactly but he is a antichrist he is and and we're going to we're going to talk about how that is now don't, I'm not jumping on the boat to say, hey, this guy is uh, even the false prophet or anything like that. But his name is, uh, you had his name. Uh, his name is Sh- Shlomo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting because when they would say it at certain times, I would think they were calling him slow. I know that sounds weird, but he's Shlomo. And I thought they were just like making fun of him, but... Um, his full name is Shlomo Yehuda Beria. And I think I'm saying the last name right. Mm-hmm. I know the other two are pronounced Shlomo Yehuda. I know those two are pronounced correctly, but it's B E apostrophe E R I. So it looks like Beri. Yeah. But it's And what that also means, too, is that he is from the line of David. Where the Messiah, in the eyes of the Jews, he has to come from the lineage of David. Now, one thing that I found, and it's a little bit of a snapshot that took place in Israel. You had some of the biggest rabbis uh, are afraid to leave Israel because they don't want to miss the Messiah. Matter of fact, one of the head rabbis from New York has flown to Israel 
And it says, in a recent interview on Israel Radio, you had a rabbi explains that the Messiah is just about to reveal himself. These are very strong words. You have uh, Rabbi Yanuk Shizotz, which is Z-I-S-H-O-L-T-Z, told a religious broadcaster on Radio 2000, uh, claimed... It recently told him uh, that their Messiah would be revealed, and they are already in direct contact with the Messiah. A lot of them said, well, if it's not this guy, then who is it? And, yes. Uh, to understand why the religious Jews are taking this seriously, though, is important uh, to this claim. Uh, one of the two or three top rabbis of the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in Israel are uh, waiting to be one to see if uh, if he passes all the uh, the oral traditions and the, the Torah uh, to be announced as being the Messiah that, that so much so that they're saying he's it's imminent to his arrival and these are many things that's coming out right now now um, if he's not the Jewish Messiah, um, then I am, I, I'm going, then why is there such a big fuss right now? Yeah. And the reason why there's a big fuss right now is that, uh, in Jewish beliefs is that when the God is to have his kingdom on earth, um, it will be the Messiah that is the one that sprinkles the red heifer's ashes into the water for purification so that the third temple gets built. So what happens if this guy sits there and says, you know what? I don't think we should have the Dome of the Rock up there anymore. What do you think is going to take place? Oh, big old war. I think it's going to be, you'll have you'll have these people that are flocking to him and if he says this, just by saying this, could go up there and just destroy uh, the Dome of the Rock. I mean, there is a lot of things in Israel that's just making your hit my head spin at the moment. Um, the other thing, too, is that I think people who are Christians need to understand something that I'm going to go into. But first, I want to read what it says about the Antichrist. And you have um, in the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation, verse 7. But the angel said to me, why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with the seven heads and the ten horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit to go to destruction. Now, the interesting thing is that the rabbis are saying that something has descended. He has been descended from what they believe from this realm. And they're saying that he has not, because of this, he's been able to have uh, miracles being done, that he is divinely touched, that he's divine. I mean, there's a lot of language that's saying that this person has essentially come down from heaven, heaven themselves. And I find that interesting. Bold. Yes, I find that interesting, too, when you have that, the fact being... If he's not the Messiah, why is he given all of these titles? Right. Now, 
And we're going to go into what I think a lot of Christians don't understand as we're not here um, to beat up or to, you know, we want to make you knowledgeable aware and too. aware. Now, in the Jewish belief, it says the future Jewish king from the David line in the Jewish eschatorial, the Messiah is a future Jeho- uh, Jewish king from the Davidic line who is expected to be anointed with holy anointed oil and rule the Jewish people during the Masonic age and the world to come. The Messiah is often referred to as the King Messiah as the Melech Mashiach. Uh, And also, this is what they believe. And this is some titles that they've been given this gentleman. Now, for Christians out there, I want you to listen carefully because I know a lot of you are seeing this and you're like, oh, we're at the end times. Jesus Christ is going to be returning. Now, a lot of you out there believe that you're going to be raptured out of here. But I want to let you hear what Jesus Christ says about that age, the age to come. He comes in the book of chapter 24. If you've never read the book of chapter 24, book of Matthews, read it. Jesus lays it all out. Uh, as clear as he can he says in the verse uh, 33 says then if anyone says to you look here is the Christ the Messiah the Mashiach or there he is do not believe it the false Mashiachs Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray if possible even the elect see I told you beforehand so uh, they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness. Do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and shines as far as to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Whether the, where, wherever the corpse is, there are the vultures will gather. Talking about at the last days. Now he goes on to tell us, uh, the events of the coming of the Son of Man. It says in, in verse 29, it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, after the tribulation, mm-hmm. the false Messiah, the false prophet, comes before the tribulation. Mm-hmm. This is spelled out in detail in Revelation and in Matthew chapter 24. It tells us to be vigilant. That we're supposed to be like the parable of the ten virgins. The ones in which had the oil in their lamps and was prepared. And the ones that were not prepared had to go back get oil for their lamps. And they missed, they missed the king, the prince that was coming through. And so we have to be like the, 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 the wise uh, virgins and be, and be prepared because it says a great tribulation will come um, like it has never been before and if it was not possible the very elect would not be saved no flesh would be saved now another thing that stands out to me and this is something I th- feel strongly I need to share this is from the Talmud this is actually from uh, what is taught to the rabbis about Jesus Christ uh, it says, He, they, Jesus, the center of Israel, answered. Now, this is where they're saying that with Balaam, the bullying of a seaman, 
I mean, this gets graphic. It gets very, very graphic in what it says is being done to um, Balaam, who was a false prophet, that the donkey, which I usually will say, I had a sermon I had, used to say, it says, when your ass is uh, smarter than you, um, then, you know, it was like in the, uh, Balaam, the donkey stopped and said, look, man, his mouth was open. He was allowed to speak to Balaam and say, look, there's an angel down there wanting to kill you. And I'm trying to protect you and you're beating me. And then the angel was revealed to him and he was in shock. And when he saw that, he did not lie. He went and did a prophecy, but it wasn't a curse. And then he shortly does die for his uh, involvement in um, deceptions. deceptions. Yeah. Um, it goes on, it says, Jewish to Nazareth, Yeshua, uh, the center of Israel, out of his, their graves, by necromancing and ask he them who is important in the world. He, they, Jesus, center of the Jews, answered Israel. And then they joined them. Jesus, the center, seeks their welfare. Seek not their harm. Wherever touches him is a thought. He touches the apple of his God's eye. What is your punishment? Jesus, the center of Israel, with bullying excrement. For the master has said, whoever mocks the word of the sages is punished with bullying excrements. This is from the oral traditions. This is them teaching these oral traditions. This is the oral Torah that is being taught to the rabbis about Jesus Christ. So clearly you see that Jesus Christ is not someone that they care for or like or want to in any way. I mean, and when it says... The, the one that mocks the words of the sages, it means the ones that mocks the rabbis, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees. They believe that Jesus mocked them. And Jesus, in a way, did. He called them a hypocrite. Called them a, uh, he says, you were, you're hypocrites. You're making my father's house a den of thieves. And they're saying because he said those things to the sages, to the, the, wise, men. the wise men, then he is doomed to have this for eternity. Come to see the great and power of humiliation. For the Holy One, blessed be he said, with Bar Konos, destroy his house and burn his temple. I mean, it goes on to say in some more of their oral tradition, this is the uh, bringing of the necromancy. What this means is that they say that uh, claiming that Jesus rose from the dead is necromancing. And that he was a necromancer. Because they also try to say that he was uh, um, demon-possessed by Beelzebub. So in any way you look at it, they do not look at him. They look at him and Balaam as being the worst two individuals that's ever been in uh, Israel. Um, and they believe that he should forever be boiled. And... Uh, and that Balaam and him will be boiled forever and to share their punishment for the world to come. Uh, Jesus, center of Israel, is terminated at, after 12 months. They will cease to exist. Now, this is what they were saying, is that he, after a while, he's going to cease to exist. But Jesus did not. He prevailed. This is what makes him upset. Says, Hence, Jesus, center of Israel, come out of the top of the contest between the wicked of the wicked. 
but still they are punished in the neither world for what they did in their lifetime. What about his punishment and bull? And I won't say the thing because it's very crude, but what he is being boiled in. Uh, Jesus is a sinner. We do not hear anything about his, their crime and cannot therefore explain the punishment, which is bizarre enough on a conscience and even particular crime. The Talmud uh, goes on uh, describing the other things that they say that was in the written Torah that he broke which he did not because they claimed that he broke the Sabbath um, and he was a Sabbath breaker several times Yes. for healing and for picking grain off stalks when him and his disciples were hungry um, so they have this, this agenda it is, it is the rabbi's agenda um, to destroy and to um, kill anyone that is a Jesus follower. Uh, They really hate Jesus and the virgin birth. I mean, when you're going into their Talmud and you're going, whoa, wait a second, this is what they think about Jesus. And it is something that they think about the followers of Jesus. Then you recognize that these people will not just be, when if he is being ordained or being declared the Messiah, then his responsibility is to wipe out the, 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 the line of Jesus, to wipe out the Jesus followers, to wipe out the ones that believe that Jesus is the Messiah. That is his responsibility, is to wipe out the infidels, is to wipe out the, uh, the Gentiles that do not follow the Torah and the oral to- Torah and the rabbis. And this goes for, for Jews. This, I mean, this goes for uh, Muslims as long as Christians. So we need to understand that uh, in the last days, there's a great tribulation. And if that's the case, it even says in the scripture that we will be hunted down and be killed. And I know you're sitting there probably thinking, well, no, this that can't that that can't be right. That can't happen right now. Take a look at the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're going through uh, revelation. I mean, we're going through a recession in the United States. Yes. The rest of the world is financially fine, being you know issue too, and everything is falling apart in other countries. They said the information in the countries is not like ours, though. Yes, I know. Some, I mean, some and. You got some of Ukraine. You got Russia has invaded Ukraine. You have Russia and Tulsa with Iran. You're having all these things taking place, like literally just like falling into place. And just recently, Israel again bombed Damascus. Just just went in and just bombed it, saying that they were trying to take out drones. Uh, and, and this this is essentially them attacking another country. And Nothing's been said or done. Sounds like they're a very poor shot if they're trying to take out yeah. drones yeah. and they're bombing the city. Well, they're 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 uh, the factory where they're being made is where they mm-hmm. bombed. Um, but you're sitting there, and I'm like, if Israel's able to do that and has no qualms at all for doing that, what happens if America falls as a superpower? Who fills that vacuum? 
And that's why I say it would be the Antichrist, the one that would have to come in in a time of trouble mm-hmm. and be... Take over and um, essentially help people. Yes. In their eyes, thinking they are being helped. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter, they are being deceived. And there could be, I mean, there are things that's happening right now that just makes my head spin. It, it really does. And I'm not saying this guy's uh, the Messiah, the Antichrist, or this false prophet, but I'm saying be aware. Recognize the seasons that you're in. Recognize the times that you're in. Because something's happening. And for some reason, as always, if something happens in Israel, if something happens in the Middle East, it always affects the rest of the world. Let that sink in. That whenever... There is an event that takes place in the Middle East. The whole world is affected by it. And if that's the case, what happens if America is no longer the superpower? What happens if this person is said that he is the Messiah? And they go and they tear down the Dome of the Rock. Who will be able to stop them? until the return of the true Messiah, Jesus Christ. So don't sit there and think because you're donating money to the Jewish temple or you're donating um, money or giving money to the Israelites and the Israel Israel, and thinking that you're doing a good thing. You know, what you need to be doing is telling them that their Messiah is Jesus Christ. That's what you should be doing. Not throwing money at them, thinking that you're doing something holy by throwing money at it. But what you're supposed to be doing is telling them that they are living in a in sin and that they have missed their Messiah. And the only way for redemption and salvation and the coming of the kingdom is through believing that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. And, but things will not... Whenever man decides that we think we should... Um, create a world utopia, we typically will create a dystopia. It's almost always a dystopia. Because a man's rule is, and man's laws, it's valuable. but God's laws are not. As always, guys, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies in the corner. And do some research for yourself on this matter. Mm-hmm. God bless. God bless. Thank you.